Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing uh, the newest Dave Chappelle special, Sticks and Stones, 13 Reasons Why, Season 3, and It, Chapter 2. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I am doing okay, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. Uh, we 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 missed a, a an episode a at while. least, maybe two, if like or a week at least, maybe two. I I don't even know for sure, to be honest. Um, I believe I've talked about this in the podcast before, but uh, I have a new job, and the job's hours are uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, I work at a TV station, and I do uh, the morning news, so um, that can be complicated <laughs> um, when you're trying to work and then work a second job and then have a decent amount of sleep while also trying to see movies and do reviews. So we're still figuring out that balance. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, it's definitely challenging when you have a full-time job, especially when you have two jobs, like you just said yourself. It's definitely a little bit more challenging to see things. Yeah. Um, especially because the fact that you just got your Regal, like a couple of weeks ago, right? You just got yes. your Regal. Which, the, yeah. I'm loving that, by the way. That, I regret nothing about. Uh, have you gotten it yet? I have to. I, I haven't gotten it yet. I, I, I still have AMC, but I'm, I'm going to have both. I've yeah. decided I'm going to have both. Uh, just so I have more availability. Yeah, this is my official endorsement of Regal Unlimited. It is, it is really good. Um, it doesn't have any restrictions about you seeing, multi, seeing the same movie twice. It doesn't have any restrictions about, like, uh, even once per day, which was the mind-blowing thing to me. Like, I can, if I have a free day, I can just, like, go and see, like, three movies in a row if I wanted to. Like, it's, as, it's uh, crazy. I, I mean, from what you said, I mean, it sounds great. I mean, I love I love AMCs as well. I mean, AMC is doing great. The fact that you can see a 2D, 3D, IMAX, you know, as one of your three films that you see a week. I think yeah. it's great. You don't have to actually go there to physically to actually get your tickets. Which I think is great. I like the, you know, definitely the uh, the flexibility that we have in terms of us being able to use our phone to book tickets yeah. and, you know, schedule them in advance. Which and was, I think, one of the biggest challenges that we had, with you know, pass. having movie yeah. pass. So I mean, I think, I mean, I, I definitely do miss movie pass, but I'm glad. But you know, it had to have ended for us to get to where we are now, yes. having these Agreed. different services. Which I believe are even better than movie pass than movie pass. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's 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 really great. I don't mind paying you know the twenty one dollars a month. I wouldn't mind paying another twenty one dollars a month for Regal because Regal is also great. I think Regal's reward system is better mm -hmm. because of the fact that you know you do get points and you get certain you know you can actually get merchandise mm -hmm. from films that you like, such as posters, t shirts, things like that. Compared to Regal's, you you know they only give you maybe like. Yeah, they only give you enough points to really just get $5 off on certain things, which I think is still pretty good. Yeah. 
but I like the I like the fact that I can get merchandise. Hey, I'm just, what, I, that's just my that's just my opinion. Let me ask you something. What's the discount for concessions with AMC? So they don't. I don't believe they give discounts. Oh, it's not. I thought I it was. Believe, oh, I don't believe they give discounts. That I mean, I could be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. But I don't. I don't believe they give discounts. I know you get like um, that special what, line where you get to like skip everybody. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what nice. I was going to tell you. So like yeah. we get we get we get that line where we pretty much can go, you know, and, and not have to wait that long in line. Um, and again, I mean, we you know, if you accumulate enough points, they'll go ahead and give you you know like five dollars off. Mm. So I mean, we I mean, I've had up to like twenty dollars of those five dollar coupons that they give you that you that you can pretty much rack up. Yeah. And sometimes they do give you discounts and things like that. You know, yeah. um, when you do go to concessions, I remember I was I was gonna get popcorn and a drink and, and some candy. I think they gave me like two dollars off because mm. I was like a you know for for being a member for some time. They gave me they gave me a little bit of a discount, so it was yeah. nice. Um, Regal's is uh, 10% off, if I'm not mistaken, on concessions, which is, I mean, that's pretty nice. So I, I, I enjoy that aspect of it. And then uh, just like AMC's, uh, you can book your tickets in advance and get it on your phone and all that. The only annoying restrictions about it are um, understandable, in, in my view, because at the end of the day, they don't want you, like, they don't want you using this, like abusing this thing to the point where you know you're using your one pick, your one pass for multiple movies in, at once, so that essentially you're getting your entire family in for free, <laughs> which makes sense. It's like obviously they need to make money at some point here, um, so basically there's restrictions about like. Uh, they, they, you can't get the same. You can't get multiple tickets to the same movie. Obviously, like the exact same movie at the exact same time, because you know, th then you're you're not spending any money. Um, and then also, if you buy it on, really? if you buy it online, they will, depending on the theater, the the company policy is they will check your ID when you, um, when you go in to get into the movie, so that they can. Uh, see that you are the person who bought the ticket. <laughs> the yeah, AMC, AMC does the same thing. Yeah, so, I mean, when... like, and that makes sense because, again, they don't want you, like, giving, you know, buying it, or you, you, they don't want someone texting their friend and going, hey, I'm going to go see this movie. Can you get a free ticket on your phone and then text it to me? Like, they don't want people doing that. <laughs> so... No, well, here's the thing. Here's what AMC does. AMC actually, you know, for instance, when before... I had got um, my girlfriend AMC, AMC Stubbs. She, you know, when I would get my ticket and her ticket before I got her the membership, um, I used to get two tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would get mine, but how they would do it is they would they would get mine for free, but then I would have to pay for hers. I mean, I don't know if Regal does that where, you know, they just, you know, if you're getting multiple tickets for the same movie, they just wave a ticket off. That would no, be yeah. yours. Well, then... well, that you can do that. It, it's not. It's just they don't want you like you know getting a billion free tickets because, like I said, it's not once per day. So it, you know when you, when I say it's not once per day, I feel like most people would go, oh, so you can just you know get a free ticket for this movie and then you know complete that transaction, get another free ticket for that movie, complete that transaction, get another free ticket for that movie, complete that. That doesn't work like that. You have to wait until <laughs> the movie is over for you to get your next free ticket. You know what I'm saying? That that's yeah. that's what I that's what I was getting at there. But yeah, it's I, I do think it is well worth it, especially like honestly, it's 
depending on where you live, it's like anywhere between twenty or it's anywhere between eighteen and twenty three dollars a month. If you live in uh, like a smaller area, I guess, or a, you know, a, not a huge metropolitan area, then you're gonna get like the eighteen dollar range. Uh, if you live in like a big city, so Aussie, you're probably gonna have the twenty three dollar range. Would be my guess. Um, so yeah, I think it's well worth it, especially if you're seeing essentially two movies a month, which I don't think is that difficult because there's always, there's always like two major movies that people want to see a month. Like, that's the thing. Like people are like, I don't go to the movies that much. It's like, well, I mean, if you got it this month, you already have it chapter two that you're definitely seeing. Most people are definitely seeing. And then you only need one other movie in September that you go, oh, I wanted to see that. And then, boom, it's paid for itself. So, I don't know. To me, it makes sense, but I guess it, it depends on you and your movie-going habits, I suppose. Um, True. But anyway, all right, let's, we digress. Let's get into um, <laughs> some of the things that uh, we're going to be talking about today. Um, Ozzy, you watched a few Netflix things, uh, namely the Dave Chappelle special, uh, Sticks and Stones, and then um, uh, 13 Reasons Why Season 3. I had to struggle that for that is... one. Right. Um, so why don't you tell us how those things were? What, what do you want to start with? Uh, I will start with the least controversial one. All right, guys. So I'm going to be reviewing 13 Reasons Why Season 3. Again, guys, if you have not seen the show or you haven't seen Season 3 at all, if you're still binge watching and still trying to catch up, you know, don't watch it. You can skip this review. Come back to it later. But I just want to let you know this will be a heavy spoiler review for season three of 13 Reasons Why, okay? Um, 13 Reasons Why season three is about who killed Bryce Walker. Um, you know, it's pretty much this 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 season uh, pretty much is a murder mystery. Everybody in the show has had a, you know, reason to killing him. So it's pretty much about who killed um, who killed Bryce Walker? Why did they kill Bryce Walker? And what's pretty much, you know, and, and dealing with the fallout of, of his death and also with the um, fallout of what happened with Tyler when he also shot up the high school. And um, right off the bat, I will say I did enjoy the season better than season two. Season two was trash. It was garbage. It's going to be uh, it's going to be um, blunt about that fact. Um, but. <laughs> Um, one of the challenges that season three had to do was is trying to make Bryce Walker a really good character. And Carlos, I would actually really like you to watch this, this act, this just particular season, just because of the fact that this guy, the character who, who was killed was a rapist. So he, yeah, so he, so he killed eight, I'm sorry, he raped eight girls in, in, in the school, including including Hannah Baker, which was the girl who committed suicide back in season one. Um, and, you know, the whole show starts with the, this pers- this per- the perspective of this new character, who, by the way, her name is Annie on the show, a new character who moves in with Bryce's family because of the fact that her mother is a housekeeper and is helping take care of Bryce's, um, Bryce's grandfather as he's, you know, going through... Um, uh, you know, cancer or some whatever the situation might be. He's sick. He's get he's getting old. So his mom hires a housekeeper, and obviously the housekeeper has a daughter, and her name is Annie. She goes to um, the old school where Bryce used to work, used to used to go to school, and pretty much what they show is is two sides of the coin. Um, they show pretty much Annie's perspective of Bryce because she lived with him, and she says, and I quote, 
I didn't see, you know, like a monster. What I saw is somebody who was damaged. Um, but to me, I mean, that whole thing, it, it was really difficult. And it, to me, the show really failed in this aspect because of the fact that people had advised this girl that this kid was a rapist, that he was, that he didn't pretty much care. I mean, if you go back to season two, you're going to see, I mean, he says to his mom, like, yeah, like, yeah, like I've raped this girl. Like, you know, I've, I've done this and this and this, you know, just a complete douchebag pretty much. Um, and with, when the show tries to, you know, really get us to really empathize with Bryce, it, it it's kind of hard, at least from the perspective of Annie, just because of the fact that, you know, when, when you tell somebody all this stuff that somebody has done, um, she pretty much doesn't, I mean, she believes people, I guess, but she kind of goes out of her way to kind of empathize with Bryce and, you know, even, even go as far as to have a relationship with him, um, in terms of a romantic relationship. So it was really crazy. I didn't like that aspect of the show. I thought it was really terribly done. Um, in terms of Bryce, you know, definitely trying to better himself. I did see, you know, I, I hate that character. You know, I really hate that character. One of the biggest things of the show was, okay, you know, can somebody who's made mistakes such as, such as you know, that, can, is there redemption to be found? Can somebody redeem themselves from doing such, uh, such, such, such a heinous act, such as, you know, raping, raping a girl? And, you know, at that point in time, you know, I, I will say that, you know, they do try to show him um definitely being a better person they do you know where he confronts um a character called monty for sexually abusing tyler um bryce just wants to help tyler get you know get through that um and and through helping others you know kind of um for instance such as tyler he's also understanding the actions of what he did and how he made others feel um so he's trying to be a better person and i do respect that I still hate the character, but I respect Bryce for trying to be better, and that's why I would. That's why I wanted. That's why I kind of want you to watch the show because I want to see how you would react. Because I know when you've seen, like, I remember when we were watching. I remember when we were watching, for instance, um, Three Billboards. That's the exact movie I was thinking of as you're describing Exa this. I'm like, yes. why? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. So, and I was just like, man, I wonder how Carlos would feel watching season three. So it's. You know, going into it and, and watching that, you know, it's definitely very, very, definitely very conflicting, you know, and trying to watch that. Um, but again, I mean, it's 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 also very hypocritical because of the fact that they also have Bryce doing all these messed up things as well, such as, you know, um, doing drugs, you know, um, breaking this character's leg on purpose because, you know. He broke, you know, because apparently he stole his girlfriend. I mean, it's just he still does messed up things in the show, you know, which again, which is why it's also very conflicting for me, because it's, I do see a character that wants to change, but I do see a character still doing bad things. So it's 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 very conflicting for you as the viewer, especially with even even if you remove season three, there's still two other seasons with him being. Um, you know, very cocky and very rude and just being absolutely just, you know, unaware of his actions and not even caring because even there's a quote that he even says, he goes, 
if 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 he, where he says, yeah, like I've pretty much raped every girl. Like if, if me having sex with every girl means I've raped them, then pretty much yeah, then I have. And, it's, and it was crazy, just this, just the fact that we're trying to get this character to you know to 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 at least like this character now or sympathize with him now. It's just crazy, especially after you know two previous seasons of him being a complete dick um is is absolutely out of blown it just really blew blew my mind when it when i saw the promotion for season three um but i mean i think one of the main problems with the show is the fact that you know they've made every other character seem seem also really bad seem really douchey as well for instance, you know, when, when we find when we finally find out, you know, who killed Bryce Walker, when we finally find all this information out, uh, you know, he was pretty much on the ground, beaten up, his legs were broken, um, you know, he, he, you know, he was, he was, you know, he met up with um, one of the girls that he had raped because he wanted to give them something. Um, her name was Jessica Davis, so Jessica Davis went to the pier along with Alex Standall. And, you know, Jessica Davis was saying, no, I don't want anything you have to give me, da 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 da, da. You know, um, Bryce wanted to give her a tape. Pretty much where he was apologizing and just saying, like, you know, I'm trying to be a better person. And he, he wanted to give that to Jessica Davis. And, you know, she pretty much just took it and she just left him there along with Alex Standall. And, and they're just, you know, they were just pretty much thinking about leaving him there pretty much to die in the cold. And I was just, you know, it had gotten to that point in the show where it was just like, okay, th if this is, if this is where we're at, then, you know, what, what, what is the point of, you know, what is, it, it's hard to sympathize with characters who are also wanting to commit murder <laughs> towards this other character as well. You know what I mean? So it's, it's crazy that it, it's, it's gotten to that point where, I mean, all these characters do have a motive for killing him. But, you know, when you see all of these actions that all these other characters are doing, for instance, even Clay, even Clay, um, even the, one of the main characters, Clay, um, even going as far as to say to Bryce, I, I, you know, I'm going to kill you. And then even saying to Annie, the world is better without him. You know, it, it's just insanely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's insanely crazy to have, you know, all these characters just come back and go to the extents that they do go in. You know what I mean? Um, so it, to me, it it it's a very conflicting season in terms of how you feel about all these certain characters. You know, for instance, Bryce trying to better himself. You know, and you and you sort of sympathizing with him to some degree, but then you also have these characters who are victims of him. Where again, where you sympathize with him, but then go to such an extreme level and say, you know what? Yeah, well, I do want him dead. The world would be better without him, and you know, I'm glad that he's dead. You know what I mean? And it's crazy that it goes to that extent. So the show is very conflicting. I think there I think there are great moments in the show. I think there's really bad moments in the show. Overall, you know, I'm going to give this season. I'm going to give this season a five. I, I think I think it's bad. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's bad just because of the fact that, you know, the, the show to me this season was the fact that they wanted to do sort of like a murder mystery, like a whodunit with this with this kind of show. And then the show still promotes um, at the end of each show, by the way, Carlos, the show still does. If you're having any trouble, you know, if you're having any uh, thoughts about killing yourself, please call this number. And it's just like, 
the show is trying to still promote itself as being an awareness show, but it's not an awareness show. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that's why I also dock at points because of the fact that it's, it, you know, it, it's not, it's so over dramatic. It, it's so dramatized at this point in time with, with everything that they're doing. It, to me, it's not about awareness. You know, mm-hmm. I would respect the show a lot more if it just came out and flat just said we're being an over dramatic show. Yeah, but it's still it's still trying to promote the show being an awareness show, <clears throat> which is something I don't like because yeah. it's not. It doesn't seem like it's a. It, it's not an awareness show whatsoever. I can understand people saying that back in season one, where you know that was controversial. But as soon as it hit seasons two and three, I. I I completely jumped off that boat, and and, and it, to me, the show is just completely just uh, an over-dramatized show um, at this point in time that's not really trying to spread awareness at all, um, which is which is no, another reason why I'm still keeping it out of five, yeah. uh, because it still promotes that, and I, and I don't agree that the show should do that. Um, so that's where I'm at with 13 Reasons Why Season 3. Yeah. Carlos, do you, think, do you think you'll get into it? Uh, probably not <laughs> my thing like it's funny that that's where you ended because that's kind of what i was thinking the entire time that you were talking and really the entire time the show has been in the zeitgeist was is that this show feels like it's a show that doesn't know what it is like it it's trying to be something that it's not and it's always felt like this is a show that's way in over its head i feel like it tries to tackle these complicated issues but it doesn't know how to do it with any sort of tact, you know? Like Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, because the fact that, you know, you know, for instance, the, the, the school shooting that happened last season where they where this kid, Tyler, attempted to do a school shooting, and then the last scene is of Clay stopping him from doing the school shooting, and then when you go into this season, it's about how they had the guns, and it's about Tyler having... Which I think, by the way, Tyler Tyler's, you know arc and him becoming a better person i like that aspect because in the end of this at the end of this show he does come out to the school and say yes i have been sexually assaulted and things like that so i do like i will say at least that aspect of the show and giving him that sort of uh, giving him that spotlight to really grow as, as a really as a, as a main character i really did like that arc mm-hmm. but to me that was probably the best written part of the show that's probably mm-hmm. the, some of the but some of that that is probably one like my favorite part of the show is seeing him just be a better person All but right. um it, it, it like i agree with you man it, it they don't know what they want to do with this show and they still keep promoting it to be an awareness show which i like i said it, it's to me it's wrong to continue yeah. to promote that because of the fact that i mean there are people who do go through these real things and um who do have these things happen um and to promote you know I, i'm pretty sure somebody who's gone through this would prefer the show to just to be a you know a a, 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 a drama yeah you know rather than rather than promoting self-awareness because yeah. of the fact that you know th- this isn't this isn't promoting self-awareness whatsoever it, it's just not all right so that, that's my stance on it <laughs> all right well now it's time to move on to another thing you're going to be talking about and we'll I'm going to say this, and I can't believe that this is true, but it's, it is. 
the much more con- the much more controversial of the two that you're going to be talking about. <laughs> like, what timeline do we live in where a comedy special is more controversial than this show about rape? Um, I, 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 that's just a strange thing. But uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to Dave Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones. Um, Ozzy, you watched it, as did like a lot of other people. Um, yes. I am not a comedy special person. So I have not seen it, and I'm really curious to see how you uh, interpret this thing and um, the reaction to it. Listen, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was one of the best stand-up comedies of all time. If I'm going to be honest, I was I was literally dying here with my two friends the entire time. And you know, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Dave Chappelle. the The reason why there's so much backlash, Carlos, is because of the fact that he made jokes about the LGBT community. He made jokes about the Michael Jackson documentary. Um, he flat out said he doesn't believe the, um, the, um, the victims, mm. the alleged victims, um, and things like that. And, you know, he, you know, he just made jokes pretty much the entire night. And, you know, it's controversial because of the fact that he made jokes about it and people are offended about it. Mm. And he even says in, in the comedy show that he's like, he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like he he says in the comedy show, like you know, people, you know, you guys are the hardest people to entertain. Like you know, like this is crazy. And you know, he also makes fun of the fact that you know there have been things said about him, and he gives his side to some of those perspectives. For instance, um, they asked him, you know, I remember he's they uh, he he made a joke about him being offered to be in the R. Kelly uh, documentary. And he was just like, you know, no. Uh, he said, he said, no, I don't want to be a part of it. And then somebody, somebody else said, I think the person who made the show said, Dave Chappelle didn't want to be in the show because it was too cool for TV, something like that. And Dave Chappelle says, it's not because it's not. I never said that. I would never say that. I would never say that. The reason why I didn't want to be on the documentary is because I didn't know him. So it was, it was just funny. And mm. he kept saying jokes like that. And you know, to me, it was just one of the one of the funniest um comedy specials of all time just because of the fact that i mean he this is this is what i want from a comedy show this is everything i want from a comedy uh from a comedy special getting away from the politics getting away from all of that stuff and just and and, and just being a, a, like a, like a, like a great comedy special and just making fun of everybody that's what comedy is comedy is 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 crude comedy is 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 going out there and being you know, outrageous. That's what comedy is. And I feel that ever since people started, you know, being offended by jokes, being every, you know, being so sensitive, comedy has really had a hard time thriving. You know, for instance, you know, I, I didn't, for instance, I'm going to go ahead and say Gabriel Glasses. I love Gabriel Glasses. He's so great. But to me, it's hard to laugh at his new, his newer stuff, his newer content. Just because of the fact that he's trying to promote, like, you know, he to me, he's giving more positive speeches in his specials than actually doing comedy, which is fine. I'm super happy that he that he's losing weight. I'm super happy that, you know, he's having a great life, that he's bettering himself. That's awesome. That is amazing. And I, and, and I continue and I, and I hope that he continues to go down that path. But when I go to a comedy special, when I go to click on a comedy special or even go to a comedy show... I expect to laugh. I, I expect to die laughing. I expect to hear some of the most outrageous things when I go to a comedy show. This is something that I expect to see. And the fact that we haven't gotten this from many comedies, uh, comedians out there, 
um, because of the fact that it, it's it's so hard to do it now. And Dave Chappelle, I got to give it to him. You know, he's saying, you know, he's sticking to his guns. He's saying, I this is listen, this is this is comedy. This is what this is. I don't care if you guys have something to say. Say it. Like I don't care. This is this is my job. This is just how this has been for the last, you know, 20 some odd years. And this is what comedy is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be where you get offended. And if you don't want it and if you don't like what I'm saying, then fine, don't watch me. I don't need you to watch me. And this is something this is something that I absolutely love about Dave Chappelle. He has that, you know, he has that stigma about him. He's super hilarious in this show. Um, you know, and I truly had a great time watching it. Carlos, if you get a chance, I think you should definitely watch it. I think it, it's it's funny. I think people need to separate, you know, comedy comedy specials from 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 things such as you know being so serious um getting offended by it i mean it, it, at the end of the day it's just jokes you know i'm i'm uh i'm carlos and i are both latinos you know we both have hispanic heritage you know our families come from from central from central america and things like that and you know one of the questions is that that i know that I'd, I'd probably get this. Oh, like, wouldn't you get offended if Dave Chappelle said something about, like, you know, Hispanics being, like, illegal immigrants, da-da-da-da-da? No. I, I wouldn't get offended whatsoever. I would not get offended. At the end of the day, these are jokes. At the end of the day, I know he doesn't mean these things. These are jokes. These are outrageous jokes. Whenever there's, there's people who that I know that make fun of what's going on right now, and, and you know, this is this affects my race. This affects my culture but you know at the end of the day i don't let it affect me personally because the fact that i, I know that these are just jokes and i know they aren't meant to affect me. they're just meant to you know kind of put light to the subject and, and just make a funny situation out of it and that's what i loved about this show and about the special and i think the special is is really great and i think that if you have the mentality you can really enjoy the show for what it is so i had a great time carlos i think you should definitely watch it i think you have a really great time watching it um and yeah i thought i thought it was really great i, I you know i'm gonna give that special a, a solid 8.5 I, I think it's really great all right all right um I, I don't know if i'll check it out i have a weird uh like i i guess it's a i guess it's like a hot take or like whatever about comedy specials it's just i don't know they're not my thing um just generally but I don't know, this one seems controversial enough that I might want to check it out. Which at the end of the day, kind of like what, I guess, it's good marketing for him. <laughs> it's controversial, so people want to watch it just for that. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, okay. yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, I, like I said, I, mean, I honestly love the special, you know, and, and yeah. if, you know, if people, you know, I'm sorry if I offended you by liking the special, like, well, on, me on social media, do that, that's fine. But I mean, you know, people at the end of the day, I mean, these are, we can't have fun anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, these are just jokes. You know, people make fun about things all the time, whether it's, whether it's about, you know, weight, about race, you know, about, you know, your uh, sexual orientation, whatever, you know, yeah. people make fun of me about, you know, how I look, you know, you know, my race, things like that. But I don't take things, you know, that's, that's how my friends joke around with me, but I don't, I don't take it seriously. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, and that's, and I think that's the, that's the whole thing. But you know, that, I think when you're, I guess the I, I counterpoint to that, sorry to cut you off, but the, the counterpoint to that is that's good for you. I guess where I kind of stand on this issue in general is like, feel however you want to feel. If you're offended by it, that's fine. 
as long as you're not telling other people how they need to feel. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I stand on it. Look, if, okay, you say he makes fun of the LGBTQ or however many letters it is, community, right? If there's someone who's part of that community who watches this and says, that hurt my feelings, I think that's completely valid. They, they're bothered by it. That's fine. That's their prerogative. But as long as they're not going out of their way to be like, if you liked this, then you're a terrible person and you should feel this way about it. That's where we get into some murky waters for me. Um, I think people have whatever reaction that they have naturally. Uh, to me, that's just how life goes. People are bothered by certain things. I remember, uh, did you review with us? I know I think I reviewed it with Brianna, but did you watch Tag and review it with us? I did. Okay. If you remember that movie, I think that movie is solid until it gets to one d joke that they decide to make that I think completely crosses a line and turns the t tone of the movie into a completely disastrous direction, and I hate the rest of the movie from there on out. I think it was in bad taste. I don't think it was funny. And part of that is because of some of the history with my family. And... I think that's completely fine for me to be offended by that and for me to go, that wasn't funny, that's not cool, I don't think that should have been in the movie. But I'm not telling you that you should feel that way. <laughs> that To me, that's where the line is. Uh, that's where it's like, guys, let's calm down, let people feel however they want to feel. If they weren't bothered by it, they weren't bothered by it. That doesn't affect you in any way. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, but I guess that's that's my counterpoint to what you're saying, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody how to either, you know, I'm just going to say that I also don't think that people should be boycotting this well, yeah, comedy special. Definitely. If you don't, if you don't like Dave Chappelle, like, you know what Dave Chappelle is about. So don't go watching a Dave Chappelle special. <laughs> that, that's true. Offended. That's also true. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you know that this guy is super controversial. You know, this guy's going to like, this guy said stuff, you know, like years and people still go to watch a show, they get offended, and then they write an article about it, about how they were offended. It's like, you chose to click on the special. You chose to watch the special. You know what this individual is going to say. You know that he's controversial. Mm -hmm. So why go, to, why go click on something to, to, to feel a certain type of way, and then write about it, and then try to get other people that's to not point. watch it? So I, that's, that's my thing as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's why do that, you know? Yeah. And he even says, and he even says it on, he even says it on his comedy special. You clicked, you clicked, you clicked it. You know, you clicked on, you clicked this to watch it. So, you know, if you're offended, it's your fault because you didn't have to you didn't have to watch this. And I, I completely agree with him. You know what I mean? Every time Dave Chappelle's come up with a special, it's been some kind of controversy about it. Yeah. Um, and I just personally feel that, you know, if you, this is something that, you know, that you feel has offended, fine. That, that, you know, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. I'm not going to I'm not going to discount that. Right. But just then just don't watch it. You know, just say, hey, you know, I personally feel offended and, and I, you know, that's not me if that, you know, if it made you laugh, that's cool. That's just not me. Um, and that's it. You know, I don't feel that there's a need to bring somebody down just because, you know, you felt attacked by watching something on which, you know, is controversial. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I suppose it is time to move on and we're going to. We're going to start, we have a couple movies to talk about. Well, I have a couple movies to talk about. I think Brianna has two of these movies, maybe. Um, and 
Brianna will be joining us for the big one, <laughs> and we are going to get into It Chapter 2, but first, let's say hello to Brianna. All right, well, Brianna, how you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> all How's right. it been? <laughs> it's been all right, you know, uh, I talked about this a little bit at the top of the show, but uh, my schedule is very strange at the moment, so uh, my life is weird right now. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, but That's so. Huh? I said, is that so? Yes, yes. I'm working at a, working at a TV station. I do uh, the morning news. So, um, yeah, yeah, I have to be I have to be at work at 4 a.m. And it's an hour away, so I need to leave my house at 3 a.m. Holy censored. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's, wow. my, that's my life at the moment. Um, it makes my sleep schedule very strange. I've, I th- think what I've landed on... It depends on the day because it depends on if I have to go to my second job or not. Um, but I think what I've landed on is like get a solid two to four hour nap right when I get off of work, when I get home, and then get about three to four hours of sleep at night. That you don't seems to work like, the best for me. You don't get like a full night's sleep anymore. No. I mean, you do, but in two chunks. Uh, yeah, not really. It dep- But it completely depends because on days that I have to go to my second job right after I get off of, uh, right after I get out of the news station, then what I'll do is I'll just go to my second job and work. And then when I come back, I'll essentially go to bed at like six or seven and then I'll get a full night's sleep, essentially. Um, so it depends on the day. Uh, now (laughs) there's some days where I've got like things to do or I've got plans with friends and then that ends up going till 10 and then that, those are the worst days, (laughs) but you know, it's just strange. Um, like I said, uh, it's a bit of a weird schedule, but it's all right. I'm powering through it. Uh, this was my third week last week. So, you know, we're, we're getting through it and uh, we just got, just got a paycheck. So, you know, it's all worth it at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with me, but, um, yeah, uh, it chapter two, let's, let's get into that. Um, it chapter two came out on Thursday and I saw it last night. Uh, and I was, um, I was not going to lie. I guess like, um, explaining my sleep schedule is a little bit of a good thing, uh, going into this review because I, I'm going to throw a little bit of a caveat on what I'm about to say. I had, by the end of that movie, I was running on 19 hours of being awake, so I was exhausted. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, it, so I, I guess that kind of maybe is like a little bit of an asterisk about about what I'm going to say, but this movie is long. <laughs> this movie, yes. Um, I, yes, I, it is. I was struggling there for a little bit towards the end, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this movie is, if I remember correctly, from looking up the runtime, like halfway through the movie, or this movie's like two hours forty nine minutes, if I remember correctly. Um, yikes, <laughs> I was struggling. Uh, and I know you're not a long movie person, so were you right there with me, struggling, or were you enjoying your time? Actually, I was having the time of my life. Really? I'm, okay. Yes. Well, see, I I loved the first one, and for some reason. The first one, like not <clears throat> like a um, the first n- like movie in the reboot yeah, yeah. franchise. Mm-hmm. I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of 2017. I watched it like three times leading up to leading up to this movie, um, and I 
like for some reason it it just clicked with me and so like I went back and I I didn't I did everything short of read the book like I watched mm-hmm. you know like YouTube summaries and all yeah. kinds of reviews and the original miniseries and so I this to me was like another end game I was Ooh. like go I was like absolutely give me I'll, I'll take it three hours three and a half hours <laughs> I'll sit there Jeez. for the whole thing <laughs> um, which is totally the opposite of how I normally approach yeah. three hour movies yeah. so uh yeah this. Uh, that's like to me the length and um, what they did with that length is one of my biggest complaints about this movie. But we will get into that, I'm sure. Let's um, start positive. Uh, I think this movie kind of it pretty much captures the tone and the like. It just feels like a, a, a it feels like a sequel to the original. It feels like yes, we are back in this world. I en- we're back with these characters, which is a pretty impressive thing that they did because the majority of this movie takes place with the adult versions of these characters so it's not the same actors but i still like you felt like these are the same people for the most part uh these it translated really well and i think the actors did a great job of kind of capturing the essence of those kids from the first one um and just making them feel like adult versions of these children uh, i i just i i think they recaptured this world really well especially given that it's a 27-year time jump. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, I mean, it, it took a minute for me to get there just because my my favorite thing about the original is the incredible chemistry that the cast has. Mm. So I was nervous going in. I was like, I don't know if this movie is going to be as good just from the fact that it's a completely different cast. They're playing the same characters, but cast that all the actors have such an incredible chemistry and it's so organic and so real, um, which might be like even more surprising due to the fact that they're all like really young actors. So mm-hmm. you don't expect them to be like incredible. Um, but the fact that they are is just, it's put on a platform because they're young and there's such a low standard for child acting. Um, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but I, I think it, it took a minute to get there. The opening I think is kind of clunky. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but I definitely think that they got there eventually once they, you know, kind of all come back together, they definitely feel like there's, there's like remnants of that old chemistry there. Um, and uh, I mean, the, f- the first thing that I have to say in my positives, which there's a, there's a long list. I, mm-hmm. I love, like, as far as, as far as uh, how good of a movie do I think it is? I don't think that it's, it's objective quality matches up to my enjoyment of it, mm. but my, my personal enjoyment of it, I loved it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I had, I had a great time. Um, but can we talk about Bill Skarsgård for a second? Yes. I mean, holy wow. <laughs> um, I he's mean, great. I don't really know about is. you, but he's like, like just this incredible, I mean, that. Um, I don't know how spoilery you want to get into this section of it, but there's one scene where he's not in the clown makeup mm, and yeah, that yeah. whole sequence is just, like just terrifying and it's just awesome yeah i (laughs) that sequence really shows off like because i feel like with a character like that where a lot of it is cgi a lot of uh, there's 
a lot more to it than just him. You kind of forget about the performance sometimes. Yeah. And when they are able to show him as this character, but partially, or at least for part of the scene, without the makeup, without all of the CG, without all of that, and just kind of show off the performance behind this character... I mean, it really was like a wow moment where you're just like, oh, my gosh, he's good in this movie. <laughs> he really oh is. Oh, my gosh. Where has he, like, I mean, I know that he's been, I know he's been doing his own thing, but I think this, I think we can safely say that that his uh, role as Pennywise is the biggest thing that he's done. Yes, yes, I think so. Like, safely, at least in this country. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, it's just kind of like, all right, I feel I'm like crossing my fingers that we get way more from him in like really mainstream stuff because holy wow, <laughs> he was just incredible. And then um, the other two performances that I, I like, I know that James McAvoy is like one of the most potent actors of the last couple of years in the last, um, you know, three or four years he's really mm-hmm. proven himself to be a standout but i think I, I i wasn't really sure what to expect with this one just because he wasn't um he's been that character that we were supposed to be terrified of because he's really physical and really animated yes. um with um you know his role in in split and mm-hmm. and um glass but i i was like i, I wasn't sure what to expect here the material that i saw you know, wasn't, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why I was doubting him. He was incredible. Even when he was just playing the secondary character, he also has an incredible American accent, like flawless American accent. I I don't know. I wasn't buying it fully, but I was, I I was knowing that he's Scottish. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe my, just the standards were lower for him. I, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, I bought it. Okay. Um, also, Bill Hader. Even though he's, like, kind of just playing Bill Hader, but at the same time, like, when he has moments to show off, he does. Like, he really does. I, I, my brother and I walked out of the movie, like, just in love with Bill Hader. Yeah. I mean. Which is funny, because yeah. I could not stand Richie in the first one, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> um I, I think Bill Hader does a great job. Like even like I said, he, he at some points it's just like you're just Bill Hader. But it, but there are points where you're just like, man, okay, Bill Hader is like really good. And there's like nuance to his performance even in those moments when he's kind of just like, oh, it's kind of just Bill Hader. Um, so I really enjoyed his performance as well. Um, uh, side question: Have you seen Barry the show? I haven't, but oh, I was. So I saw it last night when my brother and I were looking at his filmography. Oh, it is incredible, um, and I highly recommend it. And I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, you should check it out. Um, yeah, probably. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Bill Hader is great. Um, uh, yeah, I Jessica Chastain I think was uh, really good in, in this movie as well. Um, I really, I think most of them do a really incredible job. Uh, I, I think performances is the least of this movie's problems, to be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, what other positives do you have though, Brianna? Um, I mean, I I think that it that what I'm about to say does have a have a cost, but uh, I think that this movie is funnier than the first one, and yeah. it's also I know that this is a controversial statement, but 
I think it's also outright scarier than the first one. I know not a lot of people say that because they they do a lot more stuff that's like in your face Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to keeping it subtle. But I found the first movie to be a lot more creepy than it was outright scary. Yes. So that's why I think this one's like scarier if you're comparing the two terms Mm. because creepy is subtler and scary is more in your face. Yeah. Um, and so the tone is, is a bit different, but I mean, you're going to get that when the second, when you're making an adaptation and the second half of the adaptation. Strange you know, to say the least. <laughs> is very strange. And I think, well, yeah, I guess that's transitioning into negative, but <laughs> I can't imagine not, knowing nothing I can't imagine knowing nothing about the source material and enjoying the first movie and coming into this movie based on the direction they take it. I would just be like, what the hell is going on right now? What the hell is happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if this... That's something I was thinking about after the movie. Is like, what movie was scarier? And the thing is, like, I don't think the first one's all that scary to begin with. Um, so I guess that puts me in a weird starting point with this movie. It's just like, I, I think that it's a bet. The first one is a better movie than it is like a scary experience or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Whereas this one, it's not as good of a movie as the first one, but maybe it has scarier moments. There, there are elements, there are things that they try to do here that I think are, there's good horror elements within it. And then there's human drama that I think was quite terrifying, to be honest. The way this movie opens, I was like, and with this might even transition to negatives, to be honest, but the way this movie opens, you're just like, oh my gosh, like this took a much darker turn than I was expecting here. Well, um, that's also that's also in the source material. Yes, which uh, one of my favorite things that I've seen on Twitter in a while, I saw on Twitter today was... Uh, it was in the book is not a good reason for something to be in the movie. Uh, oh, well, definitely. It, it, just take a look at yeah. the end of the first half of the book. Exactly. Um, so, you know. I, I mean, definitely. You, you, but, I mean, yeah. Well, I, that was actually a big complaint that I found also was that this movie is so long. And, you know, fans of the book often complain that such and such, their favorite thing, wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what it comes down down to is they're creating a new work and so yes. what they put in has to serve the new work and what um the big complaint being that this just has too much in it <laughs> yeah which i think is a fair i think that's a fair thing to say yeah it, um, let's just it get into it <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess we are getting into yeah. negatives. The last positive I wanted to say oh, is sure. I love how they wrapped everything up thematically. Everything felt really cohesive as far as an arc mm. is concerned from the first movie. Um, you know, but, and I guess that, that comes back to them all feeling like the same character. I mean, the, uh, you know, just some of the characters, their arcs felt like it was really complete from the beginning of the first movie to the end of the second. So, um, I really enjoyed that. But anyway, I guess now we're supposed to get into negative full swing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, because we're, we're like dancing around it and then we started dipped our toes in. You might as well dive in now. Um, yeah. (laughs) Look, I mean, I've talked about it already. This movie is very long, and I think that there are... Oftentimes with long movies, 
especially like great movies that just so happen to be long, you look at it and go, not much of this could have actually been cut out. I don't feel that way with this movie. <laughs> I feel like there was a, lo- a, a solid amount of things that could have been cut out. I think that there was fat here all, <laughs> kind of all over this movie that you could have cut out. And this movie, I think, I believe you used the term uh, cohesive, if, if, if I remember correctly, uh, not being mm-hmm. cohesive. Uh, I, or maybe you were talking about it in a positive way. I don't remember. But I don't think this movie, like, story-wise is very cohesive. I think this movie is kind of all over the place uh, with its story. It's just like, all right, we're going to tell this person's story and this person's story and this person's story and this person's story. And then they're together. And then we're going to tell this person's story and this person's story and this person's story. It's just like... I understand that you wanted to hit every character individually and maybe at the end of the day it did serve, it, it was kind of positive because like you said, it was able to you know, give every character a solid arc. But from a story perspective, it's, it's really not, very, it doesn't feel very like, I don't know, it feels kind of disjointed, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, when I said cohesive, I meant like the characters right, right. themselves being the same person and having yeah. the same emotional struggles from Which the, is true. Of the I first agree with you movie on that front. to the end of the last movie. It was all, it felt like they were the same characters at least, mm-hmm. that they that they had the consistent emotional struggles throughout the entire, you know, two parts. Um, but I mean, I guess I, I can see where you're coming from where it's like, you know, we have uh, a certain number of stories <laughs> to tell. I can't say the number. Yeah, yeah um, it's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. We have, yeah. Well, I mean, is it really <laughs> like the book has been out for like what, thirty-five years now? But have you read the book? <laughs> I haven't read the book. I haven't either. Before I, but I've seen the miniseries and I've seen the nostalgia critic reviews and I've seen the Cinema Sins videos. I know what's going to happen. I haven't, um, <laughs> so I didn't know going in. So I guess that's where my, I come yeah. down. Um, but yeah. Um, but I mean, it also happens like like the first fifteen minutes. That that is movies. also kind of true. I don't know. <laughs> it's, whatever. Regardless, yeah. there's a, there's a number of stories to tell that they have, and so I mean, I get it. It's not exactly like one to one. They really jump around, and it kind of feels arbitrary about you know the the division, like the you know it, it yeah. doesn't really feel coordinated as to like whose story they decide to tell uh and when and you know that makes sense i guess but um i mean yeah and i guess that's a negative like i said i think as far as quality it's probably not as good as i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. but i mean i still loved it just because i love the characters so much and i was like that's fair like i don't care i i think for as much as there are problems with this movie, I think plenty of people are just going to enjoy this movie, like, and that's completely fine. And I did enjoy it for what it for what it's worth. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, it's just you know there are legitimate complaints to be had. So. Um, oh, for sure. I, I was just saying I probably was a little blind to them because I was like, I don't really care whose story you tell next. I don't care if it's. I don't care whose story it is. I just want to see it. <laughs> um, can we talk about the opening of this movie? And yeah. some of the, because that's not really the only thing. There's some other like, we'll just. I'm just gonna talk about the opening of this movie because, I, you know, it's just it's the opening and it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the movie. This movie opens with uh, essentially 
a gay man being murdered in front of his partner by not, for the most part, not the clown. For the most part, it's not Pennywise. For the most part, it's just people. Um, no, I would say that the clown did most of the murdering. I don't know. He, was, he seemed pretty okay before the clown got to him. Obviously I, beat up, obviously roughed up, obviously in great distress. I don't know how but long if, that man is surviving, even if Pennywise doesn't get there. But either way, no matter what the situation, uh, it opens with essentially oh, it was a hate crime. A hate crime. Yes, one hundred percent a hate crime. I'm and not going to argue there. I was just sitting there like. What movie did I walk into? What is happening? This is so dark. It is so disturbing. And it's not the kind of dark and disturbing that I was expecting to be getting. <laughs> and then it doesn't... Like, there's other things in this movie. Like, there's some, you know, a little callback to earlier in the episode. There's some, like, season one, 13 reasons why type things happen, <laughs> things happening later on in this movie as well. Like, I... I, I was just, like, floored that this, this is the direction they were going. And again, you know, I found out since that, oh, that stuff is in the book. This is to be expected. But it just was jarring for me. And I don't know if I quite appreciated that that was the direction that uh, the story goes. And seemingly for no reason, especially that first thing, it's so... It doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie, essentially. It it kind of plays into something that they hint at later in the movie. But even then, it's not a focal point of the movie, so I, I don't know. It's strange to me. Um, what did you think of the opening of this movie? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, um, I, knew that, uh, I knew that what they were doing was in the book, so mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sitting there wondering, like, why, I mean, obviously it's dark and it's very upsetting and it's very frustrating to watch and it's very sad. I, I'm not going to, uh, I can't argue with any of those points. And, you know, yeah. I, I was sitting there very frustrated with the antagonists of that scene yeah. as well. But at the end um, of the day, it's a horror movie. So that's what they're trying to, that's the emotions they're trying to evoke from you. But it's just like in a very different way than I was expecting. Like the first one, the first that's one true. is almost like that's a, true. the first almost like a feel-good horror movie <laughs> so it's kind of like why are you assaulting us with like real world problems at the very start <laughs> of this of yeah. this movie where we're like looking forward to returning to our, our old friends yeah um the the other thing that you're referring to which i won't specify for spoiler sake um even though like i said it's the beginning of the movie yeah that i don't see how they could have changed that because that would That's have fair. been that would have been drastically that like the first the, the very opening the hate crime at the beginning yes they could have done mm -hmm. without that i get that they were trying to honor that they were trying to be faithful to the book and you're right that often works to its detriment to this movie's detriment just because they tried to fit in so much and it feels like the scene just goes on for a very long time it does. Yeah. that scene in particular um but the other thing that you're referring to definitely could not have changed. That's like okay. crucial. That's like crucial. Yeah. To the to the plot. That makes of, sense. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't know about the there's it's how it comes back at the very end. I don't know if that's in the book at all. It wasn't in the series. Mm -hmm. But the thing itself, that's like that's crucial. 
yeah. to the progression of the rest of the story. They would have been like stepping into, all right, we're not even adapting anymore. We're just completely making our own thing now. Yeah, that's fair. So dark, yes, very. Necessary, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> necessary to tell that story? Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, there's a certain point at which you say, how were they going to... Like, you know, how, how much new do you do versus how much do you adapt? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I feel like changing that part, you wouldn't even be adapting anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I get what you're saying for sure. Um, mm. Yeah. So uh, th th that's I've hit on most of my my big negatives is like, you know, it, it's long. There's a lot that they could have cut out. It's kind of disjointed and it starts us off, especially uh, in a very strange place, a very horrific place, but not in the way I was expecting. And I don't quite know how to feel about it. I'm not like, I don't know if that's straight up negative, but it's it's just weird that I was just like sitting there and put me off balance for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. To say the least. Um, Especially since the movie in tone. Mm -hmm. Like, you're right. You're right. This movie is not as good as the first one. The first one was a lot like sleeker a lot better mm -hmm. of a movie it had a lot more genuine of a camaraderie even though they do it does carry over very well the first one was just altogether a better movie mm -hmm. um but this one is funnier i think yeah. and it is out outright scarier which i do think comes at the cost of its quality yeah um but oh, I thought of the um, other thing that was another moment of just like, what movie am I watching? And this, this is a carryover from the first movie, and that is Bev's storyline and how that opens. Um, that and I again, I think that makes sense in context of this character and context of this story. I guess that makes sense, but in context of this movie where it's following this hate crime that we just watched at the beginning. <laughs> And then yeah. it's followed <laughs> by what we were just talking about before. It's just like this series of events where I'm sitting there going, are they trying to be like super dark for like no reason here? Like, why am I watching well, this? Uh, that, that thing as well, also in the book. Um, but I feel like that. And you're right. This progression is very dark. It's very. Yeah, I guess that's it, why not, it so bothered me. Yeah. We're exiting like, ooh, you know, demon playing on child's fears and entering into like actual real world, very scary, dark. Evils, essentially. Very awful situations yeah. that are terrible. And it, it seems it's it's very like. But I mean, I guess. I guess it kind of makes sense because the first one was about childhood fears mm -hmm. and this one, which, you know, those fears are very real, mm -hmm. but it's also true that like the, the kids are adults now. Yeah. And so it, it you know, the, the whole reason that Pennywise preys on children is because their fears are e easier to manifest. Yeah. So now that he he's coming back for them in particular, and so he's manifesting more real world fears that you come to understand when you grow up. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm I don't want to take on this movie's 
<laughs> defense just yeah. because I really loved it. Well, but, and, I mean, but I'm not. I, I'm not asking you to either. Like, it's just like. I think, in, like I said, in context of the story, I don't really have a problem with it. It was just the progression of these, like, serious, very dark, real-world things that I was just, it completely threw me off. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? With, well, the thing the thing about, Be- with Bev's in particular, mm-hmm. um, what I think it makes a lot of sense because the one thing that I love about the this this both of these movies is it it plays into a lot of this um idea that um if you don't defeat your demons and you just ignore them then they will continue to mm-hmm. come back and haunt you which is exactly what which is ex- like it's it's the same for all of them i mean obviously there's like the physical demon that they're the physical <laughs> yeah. entity that they're fighting but it's also just true in the sense of life, it's like, you know, all of these characters have something that's unresolved that is still haunting them that they have to. And so for, you know, that being a main theme, not just of the book, but of this story, um, and that playing into the, the conclusion, everybody's confronting their, their demons. Um, I think it makes sense to open with something, you know, is it graphic? I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not graphic. Is it scary and really awful? Absolutely. Um, but I mean, it's also at the end really empowering. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so, I mean, the other two things I can't say the same for, (laughs) but for Bev's in particular, that's fair. uh, Fair. Yeah. I think it's, it's not without its use. Yeah. Um, did you have any other negatives that you wanted to touch on? Sorry, I've taken up a lot of this. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I had the positive opinion of this movie, so I'm going to be the one who... <laughs> Fair enough. ...sings its praises. I don't I don't want to be that person who just completely lets her personal feelings determine what she thinks of a movie. Like I said, I acknowledge that it has its flaws. It's very long. Um and it's kind of disjointed. It's not as good of a movie as the first one. It's not as well written. Mm-hmm. I checked. There were like two writers uh, who wrote the first one who were absent for the writing of this mm-hmm. film. So I think they did most of like the really heavy lifting when it came to making the first movie script excellent. And this one is not as good because they're gone. <laughs> um is my guess. Yeah. Because this movie script is not as strong as the first ones. Um, I think my two biggest complaints um are I don't know I don't know who played Eddie, but he was really annoying. I mean, they did a great job of making him feel like the same character, but the problem is Eddie's anxious disposition gave Jack Dylan Grazer in the first movie just an opportunity to show what a fantastic young actor he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this movie, because he's basically the same person, but he's an adult, it's just annoying. <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah. I was like, okay, which is sad because Eddie was like one of my favorite characters in the first movie because Jack Dylan Grays was such a fantastic little actor. And mm-hmm. so I was like, this is really sad, which is funny because he and Richie are the ones who have the, like the special relationship of the group. And I couldn't stand Finn Wolfhard just because he wouldn't shut up 
but I love Bill Hader in this movie. I was like, <laughs> can clipped. I just have, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. But, you know. All right. Um, which is my, which leads into my second um, complaint, which I guess I can't really discuss without divulging spoilers. Spoilers for the next 30 seconds. Go. Um, it's pretty strongly implied that Richie is at least bisexual, mm-hmm. which I think really compromises the special relationship that he had with Eddie in the first movie. Because I'm like, they were good friends. Yeah, it also comes they out never... of note. Like, it doesn't, it's not hinted at in the first one at all. It's something that feels very tacked on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, can't they, like, it kind of feels like they're saying two people, two guys can't be really good friends unless they're gay. And I was like, that's really sad because they were such good friends in the first one and it felt so genuine. And it was like, why does it have to be romantic? Uh, One question to fit in the 30 second uh, range here. Uh, Do you think that it's added to give purpose to that first scene? I mean, that would be really sad. That would be really (laughs) disappointing because neither of them are necessary. The first scene is in the book, but I don't think that I'm fairly certain Richie is not gay or bisexual in the book. And there's no kind of like that conflict is not there. Hmm. So I don't know why they made that addition to the film. I don't know if they just tried to be woke, in which case, I mean, God bless. But it's kind of sad for this because it. Yeah. Ma- I think it makes the first film worse when you imply that. Hmm. Um, because it, it it kind of implies that, you know, he's. He's they have a special relationship because he has feelings for Eddie. And I mean, you know, like I said, I'm like it that doesn't you didn't imply that at all in the first movie. And I mean, Bill Hader plays it really well. He is he gives such a such a genuine and heartfelt performance when Eddie. Yeah, likes it. But I I just that I was like, yeah, this is. I'm fairly certain this is completely organic to the film and it's not necessary and it makes the first film worse. So whatever. All right. Well, Brianna, let's rate this movie. And then I think it will be time for us to go. Um, we will not, we'll probably, we'll get to those other movies. There are a couple of movies that we've missed in the last couple of weeks. We'll get to them on some other episode. We're running short on time here. So Brianna, what do you got for this movie? What do you got a rating for? Um, well, between Bill Skarsgård, and and everything else I felt this movie had to offer, I gotta give it like a seven point five. All right, I'm just slightly lower than you. I'm actually at a seven. I I do think this is still a good movie. Um, I just don't think it's as good as that first one, which was really an upper level movie. I think it was very enjoyable that first one. Uh, yeah, my, yeah the, the first. I'm so sorry. I'm not no. trying to interrupt. You. No, you're good. My first, the first one I gave like an eight. Yeah, yeah, I was around that range as well. So you know, uh, it's definitely, it's certainly a drop, but it's still like I think people are going to have plenty of fun with this movie. Uh, But you know, be prepared for maybe a pee break or two. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. All right. Well, I don't know. I think Ozzy might have checked out on us already. Uh, He hadn't seen this movie. Famously, hasn't seen the first it either. So um, we. Wow. Yeah. So. Loser. (laughs) And you know he should be here to defend himself right now, but I don't know where he is. So Brianna, do you think you can sign out for us? Um, I can. I can sign us out. I can't promise it's going to be the outro. (laughs) No, you're good. Um. 
Well, thanks for listening to Screen Fellas. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are released. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, The Works. Uh, you can find us on social media as well. So we're the Screen Fellas. Thanks for listening. Bye.